Welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, your fearless guide for helping you in your business, career, and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I'm really excited today because I want to talk about, um, you know, putting yourself out there in a bigger way and, you know, connecting to your brand is really important. And my guest today, Tanya Eberhart, she's a speaker, author, and branding agent to business stars. Uh, her bio is really interesting. She grew up in Dawsonville, a small North Georgia town, best known for making moonshine and, fuel, uh, and fueling the racing industry. So uh, Tanya, thank you so much for being my guest today. Uh, it's an honor, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and before we go into the meat of today's uh, interview, I wanna kind of find about Find out about your story and your journey really briefly of how you evolved your business and your brand. Well, sure. It all started out uh, at a very humble approach, uh, vacuum cleaner sales. <laughs> so I sold vacuum cleaners door to door to pay my way through college. And as I was doing that, I kind of learned my first lessons in, in personal branding because it was all about setting the story, right? Introducing yourself a certain way so you could just get past the front door. And so that's kind of where it all began. And I did that for about three years and I ended up um, demonstrating a vacuum cleaner to a radio station engineer one day. And he said, you know, there's a radio station, there's a sales job available at a radio station. You should apply for it. Well, I resisted for a little while, but then I thought, what the heck, it sure sounds fun. So then came the real introduction to personal branding when I hit the radio stage, you know. Uh, I was noticing that these business owners around town would walk into a networking function and they would almost be like um, rock stars. And I thought, you know, what do these people, like what, where, where does that come from? And I found out that they were the voice and the face of their own business. So they were kind of putting themselves out there as a spokesperson of their business and people began to relate to them and they could see them as the face of that business and have something to connect to other than a logo. And that's kind of really where it all started, Heather. I spent about 18 years in radio and then branched off into, you know, opening an integrated marketing company. And then a few years later, brand face came to life. I, I love that. I love the fact that you got your start selling vacuum cleaners. I'm sure that wasn't your <laughs> dream job when you started out. It wasn't terribly sexy. I will say that. <laughs> but you know, it was the best sales training I ever got in my life. There's no question about that. Uh, you know, in stories like that, I think are so important because oftentimes when you're trying to kind of find your path and your purpose, you might have to get a job doing something like that, but it can 
it can lead to other things. I always say, follow the breadcrumbs and, and trust your path. Trust that you, yeah. you, you know, as you start evolving and just doing something, you get in motion. I really find that the right people and resources will, will line up. And so let's kind of shift gears here. So talking about your story, talking about this business, because one of the things I do like to share or ask people that are on this show are your failures. Um, because I know failure is part of success. You can't have one without the other. Yeah, there's, there's no question about that. And I've had plenty of them over the years. And I think one, one failure that taught me more than anything else was really um, a, getting to a point in the integrated marketing company, for instance. Um, and this is just one example of it. It had happened a few times before I finally hit the point, you know, a decade or so ago where I finally just like got it. But I was, sat, I was sitting at a point where I could literally do business with anybody. So my, my, the thought of my business and all of my services and offerings were just spread too far and wide. And I was trying to be everything to everyone. And so I, I found myself thinking anybody who comes through that door, I could do business with, but that is the kiss of death in the world of business. It really is. You've got to be honed in on who your ideal customers are and what is unique about you and stands out so that you can super serve a certain segment of the population. And so once I realized that, oh my gosh, this is terrible, I can, serve, I can work with almost anybody, right? Most people would look at that and say, that's fantastic. But Michael and I say, hey, if you try to help everyone, you'll just help yourself right out of business. So I restructured everything and went with my most passionate vein. You know, what was, where was my passion? And my passion has always been in personal branding, helping everybody see that star inside themselves and put it out there in a very authentic way so people connect with them. So I would say my biggest mistake is getting strung out in too many different areas and trying to super serve everybody. And I've done it more than once in my, in my early years of my career. So it was a hard lesson for me, yeah. apparently. What, what a great lesson. I just want to reiterate that because I think a lot of times women get stuck in a rut. They think, you know, especially when it comes to a business, oh, I want to do everything. And if I don't niche my business down, then I'm not going to attract my ideal clients. But what you're saying is, hey, you, you cannot be all things to everyone. And I actually had that same thing happen to me. So I'm glad that you shared that story is that, you, you know, you kind of have to find your way. And sometimes you have to, you know, to me, I have, I, I say you have to fail forward in order to get ahead. Very good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I made that mistake a few times earlier in my career, but now it drives every decision I make every day in business because, you know, Michael and I run the company. So the two of us together can make a decision in a split second right? And we're faced with a lot of decisions throughout the day. And so one of the things that drives that decision is focus, right? And so if you can focus in on what sets you apart from everybody else, you know, what is it that you uniquely bring to the table that's going to make somebody's life better today? That's what you got to focus on. And if you can stay true to that vein, it's, it's going to be so wonderful for you and for your clients. Um, and I will say this about that, Heather. I, when I went from the, the last time that I made the decision, okay, I'm everything to everybody. I can't do this. I've got to focus. I 
turned, tossed and turned. I sweated at night. I worried. It was all about, oh my gosh, if I do this, I'm going to lose 75% of my customer base. I mean, am I crazy? But then I knew that I had to practice what I preached and I'd seen it work for all these other people that I had helped, you know, pull everything together for. And so um, the truth of the matter is I did lose 75% of my clients almost overnight because I made that switch. The other truth is I quadrupled my business within the next 12 months. Nice. So that's what true focus will bring to you when you tell, when you show somebody that you specialize in something and that you're made just for them. Mm, I love that. I just want to reiterate. So it's really important for uh, female entrepreneurs to, to get clear on who they're serving in, in their niche and not try to be all things to, to everyone. Now, I'm kind of curious on your story, like, was there a defining moment where you just said, this is exactly what I want to do? Because I think a lot of times women get in their own head and they don't trust your intuition. So I'm big on learning, you know, what that intuitive voice is, as opposed to what the voice of fear is? Uh, that is such a great question. I've never had that question uh, phrased that way. So it gives me the opportunity to share this story. There was, there was always this undercurrent, as I say, of personal branding within me. And I always knew that, that I loved watching a business grow, but I most importantly loved watching the business grow because the individual was behind it, because it was that individual's belief system and thought process and hard work that brought that to fruition, right? And so you got to kind of connect the two. So I can't necessarily say it was a you know, a, a, a bomb dropping out of the sky that says, boom, this is it. There it lays before you. So it was, it was a thought process. What is it that I'm most passionate about? And that doesn't always come like super quickly, but I knew it for sure. The day that I first breathed the word brand face, I, I said, guys, you know, there, there were uh, two people um, in the office with me who's, um, opinions I appreciated very, very much, very intelligent marketing people. And I said, what do you think about the word brand face? And neither one of them looked at it like both of them took pause and they said, well, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this? And it was in that, that half of a second that I became a fierce lioness. And I said, and I thought to myself, I have listened to everybody else and I've taken into consideration and I'm very kind about it and I have great respect for, for those two people. But it was at that moment that something came to me and I said, nope, that's it. It is brand face. I don't care what you say, you say, you say, this is what it is and this is who I am. And at that moment, the tide turned and I knew what my, you know, I knew the destiny for this company. I love it. Oh my gosh. That is such a powerful story because one of the things, you know, I'm working with women, I always say you cannot live your life for other people's approval and put their opinions above yours because you'll never be a, a leader in your business or your life. So what you're saying, like your story is so perfect. It speaks to just kind of like trusting yourself and you'll always get those, those people that kind of challenge you on your business idea or in your life. So I really think that is so key. You know, it's funny because I, when I named, uh, so I have a wine label called Fierce Femme and I it took that. me a while to, to kind of figure out like, 
how is this part of me and you know part of my mission and vision and and, and so I, I took a long time deciding what that was and it just felt like a hundred percent in in my body I'm like this is it yeah yeah and you know it and you don't always know where it came from you know I I, I am a big believer in the universe and I'm a spiritual person and and uh, and I I just believe with all my soul that very day the tide turned and I knew the direction I was headed in. It's just like I announced this and it was my baby. Right. And I didn't even really know it at the time until somebody told me my baby was ugly. <laughs> and all it's like, Nope, this is my baby. I'm owning it. And I don't care if you think it's ugly. Uh, and it has turned out to just be phenomenal. So uh, it, it, that was a turning point. And thank you for allowing me to share that because I've never really been asked a question that would allow me to share that story. I love that. it. It is such a powerful story because a lot of times, like I said before, like women, especially, I think they have a hard time trusting themselves. And then you get like what I call like the guru, gurus out there that might give you a copy and paste formula that is not in alignment with who you are. And so therefore you try to work their formula and it doesn't translate into your authentic voice in your brand. So I'm just kind of curious as you're working with clients, have you felt that? Have you felt like when clients come to you, they're so in their head, they're so overwhelmed, and then they start working with you and they get a little bit, obviously, more, more clarity? Yeah, I do see that a lot. And uh, I love the fact that you use the word authentic because um, Michael and I come at Brandface with two different, different thought processes. I always say if I could describe what Brandface is in two words, it would be authentic and it would be confidence. Because we want people to express their true brand, like who they really are, not a cartoon brand, not something that you don't, that isn't you. We, I affectionately call those cartoon brands, but, but, uh, but it's, but it's a, an extension of who you are because your brand is you and it comes with your story, right? As we were talking before we went live here, your background has, you know, something to do with the fact that you had dyslexia when you were young and that really paved the path for your persistence and your patience and and that made you this you know um, amazing businesswoman that you are today and that's every one of us has a story like that right we have something that made us who we are so that authenticity comes through and as we work with people they they start out scared to death to be honest with you a lot of them will say I'm really scared but I'm gonna do this <laughs> and and as we get through the first phase of it which is we're defining what sets them apart we define those ideal customers and then we put in motion the messaging that will communicate that part of things and when we put that in play then everything starts to fall in place and come together and then even the most confident people that I've ever met will tell you they come out of the program so much more confident because even though they felt it within themselves, they didn't feel like they had it expressed on the outside the way they wanted it. And that brought a whole other level of confidence to the whole thing for them. And so I do see that, that they start out super scared and that pretty quickly we rein it all in and make them feel super comfortable. And they begin to see what, how their life path has brought them here. 
Mm, I, I love that. I love that. And more importantly, you know, when you're talking about developing your own brand, you know, said being authentic, I think that's really important because now more than ever, I know when I started years ago, like back in 2008, there weren't that many coaches. And now it's like, everyone, right? And everyone kind of looks the same. So what you're saying is that you, you really have to have uh, your unique formula, like what differentiates you from everyone else out there, right? Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, that is, and, and the formula, as I look at it for the perfect brand, and we can say as a formula that the formula is different for everybody, right? So the formula is who are your ideal customers? Who, who are the people that are going to appreciate what you bring to the table? People you're going to enjoy working with, people you can actually help, and people that are going to be profitable for you, right? In business, because we're, we're women in business, right? We don't only do this to, for our health. We do it to make money, too. So those are the things that are very important. And then that add that to what it is that sets you apart as an individual. What do you bring to the table uh, that sets you apart from everybody else, all of your competitors? And you mesh those two things together, your ideal customers and your point of differentiation. And that's what creates this awesome personal brand. Mm, I, I love that. Now, you did mention something really important, like what makes you different? I could imagine a lot of women, and I get this a lot when clients come to me, like, I don't know what's different about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I get that a whole lot. In fact, I have actually been challenged on some calls with people when they jump on a strategy call and they'll say, well, good luck. I'm going to do this, but good luck because you won't find anything different about me that everybody else doesn't say or do. And I remind them, it's not the point that everybody else can say it. Let's just say if you are you know the most responsive coach out there and you're going to be just right on it every time they need something you're going to be there or if they're or if you are all about a certain you know segment of coaching that nobody else touches that you'll go dive deep dive into some things that other people won't whatever that differentiation is it doesn't mean that there's nobody else on earth that can or will or does do that it just means Maybe you should get there first and plant that flag in the ground and say, this is mine. Stay away, right? Um, if you've read the book, 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, it's uh, Al Reese and Jack Trout. It's a classic. It was written a long time ago, but it's still so true today. The law of leadership in one of those laws states that it's better to be first than it is to be better. Mm. So you've got to create, carve this position out and say, I'm the first one to claim this. This is mine. Now stay away. I've got this, right? And so that's part of the branding. You've got to create, you've got to embrace who you really are. But even if it's, it's not so different from 100 other people out there, you've got to make it different. You've got to state your story of why you are different in that space. So it's, uh, it's not as complex as it sounds. Uh, because we're all so unique. We really are. I, I love that. You know, so what you're saying is you, you have to be a trailblazer and be a leader of, of your business and your brand if you want to shine in, instead of shrink. You know, and I really believe a leader is one that knows where the industry is going and makes their mark. So I think the work that you're doing is so important. Uh, absolutely. So gosh, Tanya, this has been an amazing conversation. Before we leave today, where can people learn more about you? I know you have a free gift. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, we do have a collection of uh, personal branding videos that will give everybody a really good foundational look at what personal branding is all about and how to set themselves apart. And if they want to go to brandbuildertraining.com, brandbuildertraining.com, they can register for those uh, free videos. And then if they want to schedule a call with us just to kind of chat about their brand, discuss that, you know, what it is that sets them apart, talk about their challenges and goals, see what it's going to take them to get them where they want to be, uh, discussyourbrandface.com discussyourbrandface.com and that's where they can schedule a free 30-minute strategy session with us. Excellent. Well, Tanya, again, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you, Heather. It has been an honor. Thank you so very much. My pleasure. My pleasure. And everyone, go ahead and grab that uh, free training. We have the links below wherever you're watching or listening. And until next time, this is Heather Pickin and live fearlessly. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpicken.com. And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com.